G'day everyone, welcome to Ruin Hammer Season 3 Episode 7. Thanks for all, for all you guys for joining us for another episode uh, made possible by our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Thanks to all you guys whose awesome support enables us to upgrade our visual presentation via Restream and bring you the content that you guys enjoy so much. G'day Hammer, how's things mate? Good morning, everyone. Uh, mate, I'm doing great. Uh, and yes, again, I just want to echo your thanks to our one Patreon subscribers um, whose support does allow us to do what we do every week, which is bring you the best uh, Warriors content on all social media platforms. Uh, before we, we get into the show proper, um, I just want to wish a couple of our former uh, Warriors alumni uh, a happy birthday. Um, Kenny Taylor, 34, Karina Brown uh, turned, had her birthday today. Turned 33. Um, happy birthday to her. And our great mate, uh, Warrior 76, Big Two, uh, Mark Turk, Tukey. A very happy birthday to him as well. Um, but for me, mate, the biggest birthday acknowledgement uh, has to go to you, mate. Uh, happy 41st <laughs> birthday. Uh, how has your day been? And aside from do doing this webcast tonight, which is obviously the perfect way to spend your birthday, um, how have you celebrated your birthday today? Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, another year older. Uh, yeah, had a great day with the family. Had the day off work. Uh, went out and had a look at look at a, a new car. And um, yeah, just just spending time with the family. Had lunch together. Did a bit of shopping. Got myself a bit of new headwear. A nice fifty nine fifty uh, Warriors fitted hat. I didn't know they made these anymore, but um, yeah, so I thought I'd rock that one tonight. Uh, but yeah, fantastic day. And thank you so much for your greetings and everyone else uh, there who's greeted me on messages. Facebook, uh, posts everywhere. So thanks thanks so much. I'm, I'm feeling the love. I'm looking forward to having a beer with you on uh, Saturday for your birthday, mate. Absolutely, mate. It's it's on. Um, but, mate, we have a big show tonight. Uh, once again, for the fourth time on this show, we are joined by Warriors CEO Cam George. So let's get him in. Right. We are extremely fortunate to be joined by Cam. Uh, just days out for the Warriors round one game at Sunshine Coast Stadium against the Dragons. Um, we'll have to get him a shirt, a Ruin Hammer shirt, I think, because he's, he's on here just as much as we are. Hi, Cam. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Great to see you again. Great to be here, boys. Uh, and happy birthday, Rob. Um, it's great to share yes, you with you, mate. Um, hope you've had a good day and uh, look forward to the weekend and, and catching up with you. Absolutely have, mate. Thanks for that, Cam. Um, yeah, thanks so much again for giving us your time. We really appreciate it. Um, when we last spoke to you, you were telling us about the decision that the club made to base themselves in Redcliffe for the 2022 season. And the squad had been told, you know, no more holiday accommodation and at living as a group and to go and find their own accommodation. Um, how have you and the boys all settled in there at Redcliffe? Really well. Um, I think it's been a really good thing that we've been able to go off and find our own accommodation and and the club facilitate a lot of that with them and, and help them through that process. But I think the the important thing I've noticed is, you know, everyone gets their, their space and they get to, you know, go home from work. Um, where we're living for the last couple of years is, you know, we're all together under the one roof 24-7. And, you know, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't unusual for you to get a knock on the door at eight or nine o'clock at night for a chat and all that sort of thing. And, uh, whilst you know it was always everyone had their doors open, um, you know it's just good to, to be able to go home from work and, and head to your own place, and then when you get back there the next day, you're ready to go again. So it's it's worked out really well, and everyone seems to be very happy and settled. 
Mate, the um, last season the team went through the team went through a really unique preseason. We had the the two separate groups, one in Auckland, one in Kiama, to start the preseason. Then we we came together in Tamworth, and then they relocated to Terrigal. Um, this season has been a little different with the training facilities at Redcliffe. It must be a huge difference having a more settled preseason uh, with all the boys together in one place and knowing where they're based. How how has the preseason itself been? Really well. Um, you know, it's been a, a real settled um, preseason. Obviously, we had the COVID takeoff over Christmas, and that had an impact on everyone, not just the footy club. And um, you know, we worked our way through that and navigated out the other side, which was really smart uh, thinking by our footy club because we had a lot of plans in in place because we've been used to those challenges. So I felt like we were a bit of ahead of the game in that regard. Um, but notwithstanding that, you know, we still had plenty of people miss training and so on, but it's nothing compared to what we had to deal with last year where we had a new coach, we had a group in Australia pre-Christmas, which is a very critical time of year, pre-season, uh, a group in New Zealand, and then we all joined up together as one in Tamworth for six weeks and then trials hit and then we're off and running into the into the competition. So it's chalk and cheese uh, to what we had last year to where we're at this year and I feel the benefit of what we've got this year um you know i was really seeing you know really seeing that you know amongst the the squad and the, and the staff in, as well and um i think you know everyone feels much better about this year because of the the settled approach we've had yeah you touched Absolutely. on COVID there just before but it's it's obviously still wreaking havoc in the community and with with a lot of the nrl uh clubs as well but in, in addition to that uh, we've had extensive flooding in southeast Queensland and, and northern New South Wales. How have you negotiated those obstacles? It wasn't too bad. Um, you know, the rain was you know, really uh, it was really constant and, and heavy and caused a lot of havoc. But thankfully, our players and their families and staff got through that. Um, we lost the trial game, obviously, and that happened. But look, it, it, it's nothing in comparison to what's happened in northern New South Wales and southeast Queensland. There's, there's people lost their homes, sadly, and um, you know it's going to take months, if not years, for towns to get back to normal. And um, you know we've been a bit blessed that we've been able to sort of avoid a lot of those those major issues. Um, so our hearts and thoughts go out to all those people that are suffering. And uh, as a footy club, um, you know we, we know what it's like to be unsettled and hit, hit with adversity. But um, you know we got through it really well uh, in comparison to those. Those guys, particularly in the northern rivers in New South Wales. Yeah, I was just going to say, we know you're a casino boy from northern New South Wales. Hopefully, all your extended family um, still in the area are all safe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all safe. Um, you know, different people, friends or family, just had their, their different issues. Um, you know, my brother's uh, house got water in it, but um, you know, that's always a challenge for anyone. But again, you know, less in comparison to what other people have had you've only got to look at Lismore and what's happened there and you know we know a lot of people in that area and, and um you know it's been so tough and you can't really do much that's the problem um you just got to work through it in a timely manner and hopefully they all get back uh back to normal sooner rather than later yeah absolutely um just, just a lot quite a few comments coming through on the live feed people just um keep them coming through guys and we'll get those questions for cam at the end of our set of questions. Just know, um, Josh Gage is watching. He says, "I love you, Cameron." Uh, so I know you'd be happy to hear that from Josh. The feeling is extremely mutual. Um, I miss Josh. <laughs> I don't see him that often. Um, when I do, 
feel like I've don't see He's moved to Bathurst. I don't get to see him that often either. I think I saw him was at that that Melbourne game. Um, yeah, so yeah. So he's, he's a bit of a stranger to us all. But every time I see him, I really feel complete. Yeah, it just makes my life. Yeah. There you go, Josh. And he'll tune out now. He'll he'll um he'll turn off his generator or stop riding his bike <laughs> that gets the electricity gun. You don't have a light down, um, <laughs> mate. Just, Talking about the the squad, um, we've had a lot of, or a couple of key players, uh, including Torhu, um, Adam Fanua Blake, and most recently Josh Curran recommit to the club on long term uh, contracts. How important were these signings for the club and the culture moving forward? Very important. Um, you know, you, you just want to continue to build security around your squad as well as stability amongst the youth and the experience and. You know, Torhu was a huge signing for us. Um, you know, he's our club captain and, and a really good leader amongst the men um, at the footy club. And he's um, a real fan favourite, you know, when he plays. He, he demonstrates all the key values that we have as a footy club and a fan base, uh, which is hard work and never give up. And, you know, he just goes about his business in a real professional way. And, um, you know, when Adam Fenor Blake and his manager and I sat down with Hodgie and, you know, they express their desire to be here long term. You know, when, when you've got players of that stature wanting to commit to your club long term, you, you know deep down you're doing some things okay. And, um, you know, yeah. they're there to lead us into the next generation of inspiring the, the kids coming through. And Adam's tremendous in that regard as well as Torhu. And then you look at an up and coming like Josh Curran, you know, he, the kid's got the ball at his feet. He's, he's really training well. He's playing well. And, now, the next couple of years is very exciting for Josh and I'm looking forward to seeing where he gets to. So, again, you know, we've got a few other irons in the fire with, you know, our group and um, the more we can stabilise the future, the better we'll be and then we can just bring in, you know, the, the different squad members that we need to uh, from outside but really want to continue to develop from within and that's what we're starting to really see happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Well, speaking of signings, the signing of Dylan Walker caught us all by surprise. Did that happen as quickly as it seemed, or had there already been, you know, conversations happening there? No, well, it, look, it, we'd, we'd spoken to him a few times. Uh, Hodgie and I went down to Sydney and caught up with him, and, um, you know, it was a really good discussion to have. And, um, you know, he really impressed me, Dylan. He's a winner. And uh, you know, the, the thing that stuck with me was he's... He's a real um, person that's committed to his, you know, family life and he wants to get everything spot on now and um, he's training hard and he just wants to be the best man he can be. And I said to him, I said, you know, why do you want to come to the Warriors? Which is a really important question, obviously, for us all to understand. And he said, because I, I want to win a premiership. And, you know, when, when someone like that says to you that they want to come there because they believe we can win one, um, you know, it, it's really a, a great thing to take away and, and start putting together a, a proposal for him to think about. And he's a winner. Like, um, you know, I said, what do you do away from uh, footy? And, you know, he said, um, he said, anything I can win at. He said, when I play my old man, I, I just want to win. And this is really shape up is, is exactly what we need. And um, so we just kept it obviously quiet and we just went about our business and to, you know, the credit of Dylan and, you know, his family, no one talked and we just got on with it and agreed on the deal and 
obviously announced it. So really happy with that signing. Uh, I think he brings to the club a lot of experience. Uh, he brings to the club um, a winning attitude and someone that's going to help a lot of our young kids come through. And his versatility is something that's always going to be a benefit to any footy club, particularly the way, he's going, the, way the game's going. Yeah, absolutely. Massive signing and uh, good good of the Australian media to have their finger on the pulse. They didn't pick up on that one. They pick up on all the other bullshit stories linger around regarding the Warriors, but they don't pick up on the short stories. So, um, mate, uh, we've got Jesse Arthur's on loan from Brisbane for, for this season. We've got a number of players still on train and trial contracts and development contracts. Um, how are these guys fitting into the extended squad? Will they play for the Redcliffe uh, Dolphins that see um, Brisbane competition this year? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, um, the best team will be picked on performance. And um, you know, Jesse Arthur, he's a terrific kid. And we're so glad we're able to secure him for that 12-month period, as you touched on. Um, look, he got injured in the Melbourne trial, um, just injured his ankle, and he missed a couple of weeks training. And, you know, to Villiers' credit, Villiers trained the house down this um, pre-season. And, you know, to Brownie's credit and the coach's credit, they acknowledge that through selection and um, look, the one thing I know is there's plenty of competition for many different spots across the whole the whole team and uh, that can only bring about a healthy environment and a very competitive environment, which is fantastic. Um, in respect to what they do outside of the NRL, is our intention is clearly to play any players that aren't selected um, in the Q Cup. Uh, they're a great club, Redcliffe Dolphin, and we'll continue to use them as, a, as the feeder club as the year rolls on. Um, the difference this year is at this point in time, the NRL are requiring you to name 24 players and carry 24 players in the game day um, because of the COVID situation. So, um, you know, we have to give an example of how that could unfold. We have to do a test three hours before kickoff. So at that point in time, we actually don't know who's, who's actually confirmed as starters because, as you know, COVID, anyone could pop up with a, with a positive meeting. So... You've got to carry enough of those players to the game day, um, wherever we are, just in case you know someone fails in that three-hour test before kickoff. So, uh, in the absence of that, they'll be back playing the Q Cup as often as we can for those that aren't, and uh, hopefully have a successful year there too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Uh, you, you partly answered my next question, but with COVID a very real threat in the NRL, ha, ha, sorry, has the NRL made any special dispensation to use players outside of your top 30? Should there be like a massive COVID disaster mid-season? Yeah, there will be. Um, you know, the NRL have been really sensible about this. Um, uh, you know, we've all learned through the last couple of years what it's like and what's happening, but uh, in, in regards to this year, um, you know, any player or any club, I should say, that falls short because of COVID, whether they're close contacts and or have COVID, um, you know, you can make a, um, uh, an application to the NRL on those grounds to bring a player in from outside of your 30. So every player is being prepared to play NRL because of the, you know, the short-term nature of when COVID can hit you. Um, so we're just... Hoping and praying, and you know everyone using common sense and, and trying to do less is best in terms of getting out and about to try and make sure we have our our best team available to play each game day. So, uh, COVID aside, uh, we're hopeful that'll happen. If COVID hits us, uh, we've got enough good young talent and enough people that are ready to go in the NRL if we need it. 
Mate, um, despite the cancellation of that first Mount Smart game against the Panthers, um, how confident are you of the remaining New Zealand fixtures going ahead? And what will the scenario look like for the Warrior opposition side? Will it be a fly-in, fly-out scenario? Will the boys have the opportunity to interact with the long fans back in New Zealand? Um, how, how will that all look? Yeah, so first part of your question is whether we'll get back there or not. I'm super confident come July 3, uh, we'll be back there playing at Mount Smart Stadium. So we've got a big red circle wrapped around that Sunday afternoon game against uh, the West Tigers at Mount Smart. Um, and, and the yep. rest uh, is subject to local government um, you know, restrictions. So for all intents and purposes, hopefully everything's back to normal. Um, and we can engage with the, you know, with the fan base and so on and so on. But um, in regards to how we get there, when we get there, um, you know, we will be flying in and flying back uh, to Redcliffe. But um, you know, we've got plans afoot to go a bit earlier for certain weeks and and so on and so on, just to get that engagement back up and happening again uh, to our great fan base back in New Zealand, who we've sorely missed as much as they've missing their their players as well. Absolutely. And just on that too, like we've got so many guys in our squad um, that have never played at home and uh, guys like Wade Egan, who's 38 games for the club, never played at, at Mount Smart Stadium. Joshy Curran's played the one game. Um, Jack Murchie has been with us for three years now and hasn't played a game. So it's going to be great for those guys too to, to soak up that, that Mount Smart atmosphere and, and uh, get amongst the home uh, crowd. And I'm, I'm sure the crowd, that'll be a sellout. That'll be a sellout in minutes. Have to be. Yeah, look, we're so excited about it. But, um, you know, the message to the group has been all along is, you know, I'll handle that with the staff on the side. You guys just focus on the job at hand now because when we go back there, we want to be going back there, you know, positioned high on the ladder and and, and winning footy games. We don't want to be going back there and chucking our tail. So uh, there's a lot of work to go uh, before us before we get there. But, um, you know, just quietly, we are very, very confident and very excited about going there. Um, and look, we, we, we just seriously, we can't wait to get back and, you know, cheer loud and proud in the, in the grandstands with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mate, since we last spoke, there has been a number of changes to personnel. Uh, obviously, Peter O'Sullivan left to take up a role with the new Dolphins franchise and force a little bit of a uh, reshuffle in the personnel. So Craig Hodges moved into the uh, GM role and little general Stacey Jones was appointed as assistant coach once again. It must be great for the squad to have a, a club legend like Stacey Jones involved again. Absolutely. He, uh, you know, Stacey's just a, a tremendous human being, firstly and foremostly, and, and um, the way he carries himself and conducts himself, he around the footy club uh, the fan base um, he brings so much to the table with his experience and knowledge in the sport um, but that aside he's absolutely a very smart and proactive coach um, you know he doesn't just sit on his hands he goes and chases improvement and tries and instill that in players and i sit there and listen to his videos and he, he's very good at explaining to players um, you know how he sees the game and and how they should see the game and so on so we're not just dealing with a champion person here. We're dealing with a, a, a coach that's, you know, got all the attributes you want, um, plus all the history in the footy club, which is an added, added bonus. Um, you know, he's living here with me, uh, Margate, and, you know, we enjoy a lot of time together, have a few beers together, and we talk about the history of the footy club and 
I just love being around him and he's bringing uh, a lot more to the footy club um, this year than what he has in the past because, you know, he missed out last year because of the COVID and personal circumstances to want to stay home with the family and that's okay. And this year he is very hungry to get back. Um, but that was born about, as you touched on, you know, Sully moving on to Redcliffe. Um, and that's okay too, you know, that's footy, that's what happens. And um, with that in mind, um, you know, we, we needed someone to really drive the football unit. We're investing a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort in the development of pathways in New Zealand, although we haven't been there for three years. We have not neglected it one bit. We've got a, a terrific academy um, taking place over there and we've got, you know, some really good people working through it. And, um, you, know, you know, Craig Hodges has a real passion for that space. And um, so when I spoke to him about would he consider this, not, not that he was no good at coaching or anything, I just felt he was the right style of guy. Um, he thought about it and he, he really liked the opportunity and really wants to make a difference at our footy club, not necessarily in the immediate future, but for the long-term benefit um, of the club. So, um, yeah, we, we just moved in those directions pretty quickly. Um, the one thing you can't do in this game is is worry about things and sit on your hands. You've just got to get things changed and get on with it. And we had the good people within the club to bring through. So really happy with, you know, where all that's gone. And, um, yeah, just, you know, everything's everything's working out quite nicely at the moment and, and just looking forward to getting those kids in the academy re-engaged with the, you know, with the NRL squad as well when we get home. Yeah, that's... That that's important that's something we've missed out on for the last couple of years absolutely what's um stacy's um babysitting skills like mate is he a good babysitter uh, he's out there watching something on his phone with my four-year-old daughter now but um he's good he's good he's uh he's pretty laid back Stace. nothing really worries him so um no she's you're uh, rose um annoys him a lot who's, but, uh, who's taller stacy or your daughter well, yeah, it's a photo. Your game. daughter would be a, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stace is a champion. Uh, legend. Um, yeah. Mate, we were fortunate enough to visit the Redcliffe facilities a, a few weeks back. Uh, caught up with most of the staff and some of the players. Um, ha had a look at some of the guys at training. Sean Johnson looked really, and he looked very happy to be home at the Warriors. Um, how's his preseason been? Really good. Um, you know, Shorty was one of the first to get COVID, and um, so he got through it pretty quick and bounced out the other end. And he's had a pretty strong back half of the preseason. Obviously, he had a slow start because um, you know we he was in New Zealand, and then we couldn't get him into Queensland. And it's a funny story. We had to fly him and Sean over on a private jet. Uh, Stacy and Sean over on a private jet. And, um, you know, so you can only imagine the stories those two, those two legends were talking about on the way over on the plane. But that's how we had to get him into, into um, Queensland. Uh, sadly, his family are here. They were over a couple of weeks ago visiting, which was great. Um, but mate, he's brought you know so much to the to the squad this year. His experience is invaluable. His maturity has gone through the roof in terms of his football. Uh, we've seen what he's done over the last couple of years. His game management has just been so good and um you know that's something that our younger guys will really benefit from and he'll make other players in the team play so much better and i'm seeing that with cody um just with training and the way cody is around the footy club i, I feel like he thinks that the weight's taken off him a little bit and that's making him just enjoy his footy and and so on but sean is just so happy to be back and 
but there's one thing I can assure you of. He is so keen to win, and he's he, he's just got this winning, you know, this winning attitude about him and everything he does, and his messaging uh, to the playing group and through the leadership group. I sat in that meeting yesterday, and you know, he, he's he's really talking up how well we must perform every time we come to work, you know, a training or get prepared right, and so on and so on. So. It's just a blessing, and it's great to have him back. I can assure you of that. That is very it's awesome good to, to hear. hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, on recruitment, we were very excited to, to hear that Aaron Penne had joined the club when it was announced last season. Um, mate, seeing him in the flesh when we were there, he is one big human. Um, great to see him named in the team this week, and he'll become warrior number 266 on the weekend. Um, what has he brought to the squad from the Storm system? Um, he's a really uh, terrific competitor. He he uh, he knows how to win, and he you know I, I'm not saying that was a stall that taught him that. I just think that's him. He, he's a real professional, uh, and he's a pleasure to have around the club. Like he's a terrific person, and and when he turns up for work, he turns up for work. You know, he's um, he's fit, he's hard, and he's fast. He's he's committed to making the club a better club. And he wants to play a huge role in that. And, um, you know, I'm just really hoping, and, and, and uh, I'm sure he will on the back of the preseason he's had, that he'll perform well from the word go and he'll be a real key part of our, our season and, and the success that we, we do bring back to our fans. Yeah, he'll be an integral part with that um, forward rotation, him, and good to see Benny Murdoch named this week as well. Mate, any chance you're going to revisit the On the Road with the Warriors videos you did last season? They were they were very popular with the fans and gave everyone a really great insight into what goes on behind the scenes. And it was a great way for the, the fans back in New Zealand to stay connected to what was happening with the Warriors. I know there was a bit of a technical issue with Facebook last year, but um, any chance it's coming back again this year? Yeah, well, I, I, I sort of don't. I'm not that technically savvy. And um, I don't know what happened. Then I worked out that apparently I was breaching the commercial rights or something for Facebook. So I got, I got you know, kicked off, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. As, as I actually did enjoy bringing that content just in a very raw um, way to, to everyone. And I think, you know, if I can uh, work out how I can do it um, through Facebook again, um, I wouldn't mind doing some stuff throughout the year for sure. But uh, obviously I get a little bit better access than, than some people. And, and I'm not afraid yep. to give, our fans and insight into that like our club is our club and our fans make our club and the players within it um, are the players because of the fans and, and I, I really am uh, strong on the view that we need to engage and connect and give that insight as much as possible so yes of course there's conversations we can't show for obvious reasons but there's a lot of stuff there that yep. I did enjoy showing so who knows I might pick up the GoPro again soon and um, get back out there let's hope that happens yeah it'd be sure. good if you could yeah yeah, yeah i think i think the breach was the fact that you used the word vodafone warriors in the in the um advertising of it i don't know i, I think that's what it was yeah. so but bloody facebook always all these technicalities and everything that they get you for um mate it's no secret that we're massive fans of merchandise and um all the puma gear that's been released so far has been absolutely outstanding However, there seems to be a bit of an issue with, um, with the availability. Um, what's the reason behind that, and what else can we expect merchandise-wise? 
Oh, look, there's a lot to come, absolutely, and and we apologise for that. Uh, however, you know, it's out of the hands of a lot of people, in particular Puma, uh, our great partner, and um, you know ourselves. Um, it's just the delay of the delay of the COVID-related logistical nightmare that everyone's had to put up with, and uh, that's through manufacturing plants that have been shut down for a long period of time, and so on. So, um, hopefully, we get um, you know, a huge rush of you know, merchandise soon and um, everyone can grab what they can. And um, But I know Puma are doing their absolute best as well as a footy club in trying to get as much merch as we can. Uh, but it's just, it's all been related to the, you know, the manufacturing plants in particular, you know, offshore that haven't been able to do their job due to COVID and so on. But hopefully the momentum picks up and uh, we get going. So uh, it's really good kit. Um, seen it all obviously. And um, as we drip feed it out, um, I'm sure everyone will be really excited and, and grab their best uh, best shirt, best hat, best jumpers they can. Absolutely. Um, we've got a little bit of merchandise coming out ourselves, actually, and um, we'll have to get uh, a sh some shirts and hats made up for you, seeing as though you're part of the furniture here at uh, Ruin Hammer now as our most prolific guest. So we'll, we'll hook you up with some, some merch, Cam. Yeah, that'd be good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I suppose it's good for for a lot of us that, that is going to come out in drips and drabs it gives us enough time to save up and and buy it as it yeah. comes out um yeah I, I, I was actually uh chatting with glenn harris uh last week and shout out to glenn he's uh, saw that he's logged in and watching um the other day he mentioned that tor who has implemented some protocols education on on what hey, it uh, is to be a warrior hang on what do we got hey stace hey, stace. <laughs> hey boys all right yeah super dude yeah, mate, how are you Oh, yeah. All good. <laughs> anyway, he's got to do the long way from last time I spoke to you. Yeah. Good to see you, legend. Thanks. Good to see you, mate. Um, if he's in here, who's watching your daughter? As I was saying, mate, we. Um, Bit of a chat with Glenn Harris the other day, um, and he mentioned that you know with Tohu being uh, named captain, he's implemented some protocols and education on what it is to be a warrior. Um, something that he's very, very passionate about. Stuff like goal set morning and, and addressing accountability. Are you able to expand a little bit about that and what he's doing? Sorry, mate. Can you just say that again? You just broke up. Oh, did I? Okay. Um, I think that with Tohu being named as captain. He's implemented some some protocols and education uh, on what it is. Um, goal setting each morning, addressing accountability in the group. Are you able to expand a little bit on on, on what he's doing and what, what he's done there? Yeah, look, so at the end of last year, we made a conscious decision um, to really, really get um, reconnected with our culture that we've been, you know, away from for some time and uh paul who coming on as our captain really committed to you know enforcing that across the group and we've done a lot of cultural um, um related activities and so on which have been so beneficial and you know we just keep that indoors what we do there it's it's quite sensitive and it's very real and very authentic and it's something that only yesterday we had a two-hour ceremony at uh, redcliffe in relation to our culture and um, we're really proud of where we got to with that. Um, then from a leadership uh, perspective, we've done a lot of work in the off-season 
uh, and Torhu has just taken it to a whole new level. You know, he's got his senior leadership group, his junior leadership group. They all have their roles and responsibilities. Um, each player in certain roles have to meet a certain standards of the staff and make sure that we're accountable as well as the players are accountable. Um, and he's a driving force behind that. Um, we're often meeting, uh, we're often uh, recorrecting things and uh, ensuring that we're getting better and better and better. And although he's been injured, he's been an absolute um, leader in trying to enforce a real goal setting and improvement strategy across the whole group. And that includes staff. You know, he's called out the staff on a number of occasions, and that's what we want. We want the staff being just as accountable as the players. So you do what you say and you don't do what you say, you know, we hear from the players or vice versa. So he, um, you know, I can't give him enough praise for what that looks like. And I can't give the playing group enough praise for how they've really driven it uh, from within. And that's something that I'm seeing as a real difference this year uh, compared to other years. It's awesome to hear. Yeah, brilliant. The club has made, um, couple of administrative announcements in the past week so ken rinesfield has been appointed as chairman replacing rob crute and the club named um former warriors monty beatham owen Guttenbill, and kevin campion as club ambassadors um it's always great to see the legends of the club passionate about you know still being involved with the club yeah it's outstanding it's um it's it's something that was a part of the program I just touched on about reconnecting with our, our culture and particularly our past. Um, you know, we're, we're so proud of our past, although we haven't you know, lifted that trophy as of yet. But uh, there's been a lot of people come before the current crop of players that have put so much into the jumper. And there's been a lot of fans, a lot of administrators. Everyone's contributed to where we're at now. And the message is we're in the now and the present playing group have a huge opportunity and we have some values that we live within amongst the playing group and staff group that we've been driving uh, day in, day out, every minute we're at work over the last three months. And um, when we went looking for people to get back into the club in, in an ambassador's sort of role, there was no, none greater to demonstrate those values than Kevin, Arwen and Monty. Um, one of the three better phone calls I've made in the last 12 months, they were so excited. They were so keen to uh, be a part of it and, and really felt privileged to come back to the footy club in this capacity. And then, you know, when we get home, we'll get closer and closer to them. So, um, you know, Kevin called into the office today, obviously based here at the Gold Coast, and um, he's really keen to help where he can. And Arwen and Monty are the same. You know, they're just terrific people. They hold really strong values and they're the type of warrior we want to be. And... Um, that's something we'll be forever grateful for what they've done in the past, but we want them to help us again in the future. Yeah, yeah mate, we've been we've been very fortunate to have a great relationship with Campo, and he truly is passionate about the club. Even though his his time at the club was relatively short, like no one epitomises a warrior like he did during those those years that he played at the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 when you listen to him, you know, I think the little orchestrator amongst them all is Stacey. You know. He probably started all the fights and he pushed them out to the front and he hit them back. And uh, But, you know, not one of them took a back step. Not one of them walked away from the challenge in front of them. And each one of them no. led us to very good success at certain periods of the club's history. And, um, you know, their stories, their war stories about wearing the Warriors. Uh, what it means to them now that they're not even playing means just as much to them as what it was when they wore it. And Kevin Campion, yep. to be honest, 
Yuan, uh, who lives in another country, loves one club. He's played at many clubs, yep. but loves one club, and that's our club. And uh, when you talk to Kevin, you know, you don't have to throw him the, the jumper and he'd run out this Saturday for us if he had to, you know. And um, Absolutely. They're the people that have set us up in the past. The people who work now will take us into the future, but we want them a part of that, you know, that's, that narrative going forward. It's a testament to the um, to the history of our club. The, we've been very fortunate to be able to connect with you know quite a few ex players and, and interview them on here. And a lot of the Aussie based guys like Michael Luck and Grant Ravelli, Gigata, Steve Pride, Tate, um, Kevin Hilf, Uh When we spoke to them, they they talk so passionately about their time at the Warriors and how uh, when it came time for them to hire or to leave, uh, it was kind of a decision that was made that they didn't want to go like, you know, Pricey stayed for another eight or 10 years in New Zealand uh, running a shop. And, um, you know, Wayman lives over there now. I think he's a, uh, he's a fireman. It, it's something Brent about Webb. our club. Yeah. yeah. Brent Webb. Yeah. Something about our club. Uh, PJ Marsh as well was an, another one that spoke highly of it. So it's great that we've got these guys um, that are so passionate about our club um, coming into the fold and, uh, uh, as you said, you know, educating you know the the crop of today on um, on uh, what it is to be a warrior and, and how passionate they can be about our club. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, look, I think the biggest difference, and I said it to the, the players yesterday um, when we had a um, as I touched on earlier a cultural ceremony, and and you know our club stands for something. It stands for a culture. It stands for a country. It stands for you know, the past, it stands for the present and, you know, we're going to excite the future and, and not many clubs can do that, you know. You can go to Parramatta, it's, it's a suburb. You can, go to, you can go to St. George, you know, they represent two places, uh, but we represent a culture. We represent a country that we're extremely proud to be a part of and, you know, I'm, I'm Australian, uh, but there's no way in this world will I ever give up the opportunity or the privilege of calling myself a Kiwi at the New Zealand Warriors. Um, it is such an honour and our players know that, our Australian players know that, and you touch on those guys that went to the club, have left the club for various reasons, but they are always connected and will always be connected to one thing, and that's the culture that this team stands for, and that's something that we're extremely proud of, and it's something no other club can sell, uh, and that's something that we have with us for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's something we're extremely proud of too. You know, well, I mean, we're both both um, Aussie-based guys, but you know, passionate day one supporters of the club, and you know, we have that little saying here that you know, guys who have played for our club are forever and always, and they embrace that. You know, when we when we say that to them at the at the end of their interviews and and you know, tell them what their their warrior number is, they 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 embrace that. It's um it's wonderful. We've we've got Campo coming along this weekend. Hopefully, uh, Rob and I are hosting a bit of a. A pre-game fan meetup at a place on the uh, at Warana called Your Mate's Brew House. I think it's 15-minute walk or something from the stadium. Um, we're fortunate enough to have both Steve Price and Campo coming along to that. Um, mate, what are your movements during the day? Are you able to uh, stick your head in and uh, come and have a beer with us at the at the Your Mate's Brew House on Saturday? Mate, I'll, I'll try. I'm obviously heading up on the bus. So I'm just not sure about uh, when we have to do our testing and so forth, um, but. You never know. Uh, I could turn up for a quick beer or two before kickoff. That'd be lovely. Yeah, awesome. That'd be fantastic. Um, mate, before we let you go, Cam, what are your thoughts on the discussion of a new possible 18th team being a second team from New Zealand? Uh, look, 
I understand the game is needs to expand at some stage. Like the question has never been 17 teams. You're never going to stop the competition on 17 teams. It was always going to be 18. Yeah. So everyone was worried about the 17 teams coming from, but I've always been worried about where the 18 team is coming from. Um, knowing the New Zealand market relatively well in the commercial sense, I think it would be really challenging. Um, it would be like trying to put a second team in Melbourne. Um, you know, we do have another code that is over there that's very entrenched in the in the history of, of New Zealand and, and very entrenched in the sporting landscape. So you want to be careful not to play your cards too much over there. Um, and, you know, there's other parts of Australia that could present, you know, commercially better options. But, <coughs> look, you know, the day the smarter people than me and uh, that'll make those decisions. But I, I really think they need to do their homework very, very closely on the commercial aspect of New Zealand's offering because you're up against a, you know, a country that's got what, six or seven uh, rugby union franchises. Um, and as I said, it's a bit like Victoria where they've got all the AFL there as well. Um, so yeah. It, it might be better to look elsewhere from a commercial aspect, but at the end of the day, we've got to beat whoever we've got to beat um, to win the competition. If it's another New Zealand team, it will be, but we are the New Zealand Warriors, so um, you know I think they have to look elsewhere personally. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of was a uh, a comment from left field, really, considering that the Warriors themselves haven't been there for for going on to three years now. So, um, costing one, isn't it? And as you said, there are some other viable options in Australia still. You know, Perth, uh, places like that. There's a lot of calling out for the North Sydney Bears to come back. That'll never happen though. More Queensland teams as well. There's a lot of Queensland's a big rugby league state as well, so plenty more opportunities. Absolutely. I'm just going through the um, the comments on the live feed. Um, TK wishes you a happy birthday for last week, Cam. Mark Roberts says, has the screen finalised yet, Cameron? How many spots do we still have to fill? Uh, is there anything you can share with us? Uh, we've got two spots to fill. Um the squad's really settled at the moment and we're in a really good position uh, salary cap wise and, and um, you know it's just important that who we bring into the squad's been brought in for a you know a purpose and, and, and ultimately need to improve the squad. So um, you know we've got some time left before we need to do um, any signings in regards to those spot but spots but uh, someone someone turns up that we believe is truly going to add value and, and, and Provers, um, we'll certainly look at them within our means. Yeah, um, without mentioning players' names, I've got a couple of guys that are contracted to come next year in, uh, like um, Metcalf, Murata, um, Nukorayo, uh, Dylan Walker. Is there an, a chance that some one of one or of those guys could come early if uh, they get released from their yeah. club? To be honest, you know they're contracted. That's signed for next year and you know we just wish them all the best for this year they play good footy and they're ready to rumble with us next year uh all three of them at this point are, are um you know very valuable to their current clubs and um at this point in time it's it's all systems go wherever wherever we're all sitting uh, a bit of a long-winded one uh the basis of which is um what lessons what were the biggest lessons learned from last year uh, that you can uh, from the, like basically the, the question is I'll read the whole question. Just wanting to know uh, how the footy club and players have de developed from last year, not team but as a unit, 
uh, and as a whole, including the coaching staff and support staff going forward into 2022. And what were the biggest lessons from last year that you can mention? There's a number of them in respect to, um, um, you know, so many different areas of our, of our business. Um, but none greater than the biggest learning we got was trying to get the, the squad as settled as possible. And, um, you know, we've been so unsettled for a while and I've seen the benefit of that straight away. Uh, so that's that's created a really good off-season and pre-season. Um, you know, our players and staff needed to get better in certain areas and we took a really uh, close look at our review at the end of the year. And, um, you know, personally, I took it upon myself for improvement in certain areas and um, we're making each other very, very accountable and that's something that's really important and... Um, we're not leaving stones unturned till the end of the year to say we could have done that better. We're, we're, we're meeting every week to be the best we can. And um, I just generally feel across the board where we're fitter, we're, we're, we're mentally smarter, uh, our young kids are more experienced on the back of a, a pretty injury savage year last year. Um, and you know, we're ready to go. So we go to the game this week, um, we're going to throw a grenade. We're going after it, and whatever we do this week, we're going to get better and better as the season goes on. Absolutely, we are. Mate, um, every time you come on, we say it. Uh, there isn't another CEO in any sport in the world that does what you do, Ken, giving um, the fans uh, unprecedented insight behind scenes and, and giving you time to shows like ours, talking so candidly um, and, and talking directly to the fans too. Um, we're always truly humbled and extremely thankful we're, we're um, thankful for your support of, of what we do here as well, mate. No, likewise, guys. And to all you guys out there, it's um, it's been a tough few years, but we're, we're ready to... We've had enough of not doing what we should be doing, and that's winning as many footy games as we can. And um, uh, I'm hoping this year with our roster and we get a bit of luck on our side, um, there's no excuse not to perform. So uh, looking forward to seeing you all there, and uh, thanks for your support, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Cam. Looking forward no to worries. catching up with you this week. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, thanks for thanks joining for us, Thanks for your time. Cheers, thanks, mate. Guys. See ya. Thank you. See ya. See you Saturday, mate. Hearing it comes information straight from the top. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's unprecedented level of access and that, that he that he gives us. And yeah, there's no other CEO that that does this kind of thing. So we really appreciate his time. And what people have to realise too is the questions that we asked him, or the, that we ask him, that we don't send him a, a, a sheet and say this is what we're going to chat to you about tonight. That his his answers are always off the cuff and unprepared, uh, and he he answers so um, honestly and so candidly, and and gives so much uh, information and insight with his answers. And you know, that's why we love getting him on. Um, he's always been a great supporter of ours, and. Um, He's always happy to come on and, and chat directly to the fans. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Kudos to you, Cam. And, yeah, look, yeah, looking forward to having a beer with him, hopefully at your mates this weekend, eh? Yeah, looking forward to having a beer with him, uh, a beer with uh, Campo and a beer with Pricey. That'd be Pricey. great. How good. Yeah. Legends. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fantastic. So all you guys in southeast Queensland, don't hesitate. Come along and join us on Saturday before the game. It will be awesome. Yeah, it will be. And uh, speaking, yeah, speaking of this Saturday, yes, we have had a team named for a game this weekend. So should we have a look at it? Yep, yep. Let's have a look at the team, mate. 
There we so go. The team named um, first team list Tuesday of the week of the year. Sorry. Pretty team, bud. Yeah, fullback Chanel Harris to Vida, uh, Dallin Watini Zelezniak and Marcello Montoya on the wings, Viliami Valia and Rocco Berry in the centres. Halves are Cody Nikarima. And let's welcome him back. Number seven, Sean Johnson. Adam Fanua Blake, Wade Egan, and Bunty Afoa on the front row. Uh, Ewan Aiken, Elisi Katoa in the second row. Josh Curran at lock. On the bench, we have Jazz Tavanga, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Aaron Penne, and Bailey Sirenen rounding out the game day 17. And on the extended bench, we've got the merchandise Jack Murchie, Ash Taylor, Adam Pompey, and Pride. Yeah, and as Canstra guys added, because they've got a name 20 more, but um, they just didn't fit into the gra uh, graphic. Um, yeah, just a, a few things, mate. CH team named it full, as expected. Uh, Brownie was saying as much in the past couple of weeks when uh, asked about who was going to deputise for uh, Reese Walsh while I was out um, suspended. So no real surprise. Um, Cody Nicarima winning the race for the six jersey, uh, not really surprising. Uh, Ash Taylor really didn't set the world on fire with his minutes and effort nah. in that first trial, so um, no, he he'll just need to work hard um, on the training paddock, and I'm sure he'll get it at some point during the year. Uh, probably the big surprise was Liliami Valaya partnering Rocco Berry in the series. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I like I wasn't quite expecting that. Yeah, no, but I, I do like this selection. I like it a lot. Vili is a really big-bodied outside back. Um, with a, quite a bit of speed. Uh, he played two games last season. He performed pretty well in both those teams, uh, games. And and then when he went back to Redcliffe, he was um, dynamic in uh, Redcliffe's run to the semifinals uh, in the Q Cup last year. So obviously he's trained through the, the preseason. He's earned his spot. So congratulations to Vili. Um, the rest of the selections, mate, no real surprises yeah. for me. It's great to see Ben Murdoch-Masilla uh, named. I really didn't think he was on track to be uh, named for round one um, with that injury that he was coming back from. But, you know, we saw him at Redcliffe a couple of weeks ago and he's trimmed down. He's looking fit. Uh, I think both him and Aaron Panay will provide great impact off the bench uh, in that forward rotation uh, this weekend. And um, Penay, as you said earlier, mate, will become Warrior 266 when he takes the field on Saturday. Big man. The big, big man. Yes. He is a big man. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, uh, into the when we do the preview of the the um the ins and outs for the dragons and that but I, I think the big key here for the warriors is a is a fit uh raring to go sean johnson um who's going to be directing the team around the park bringing uh with him a, a game management that um you know he he um he crafted while he was at the sharks uh so we're looking forward to having him out there and do the um the hot stuff you know he's 30 years old now highlight real stuff that he yeah, he was that, doing that's, that's you know, all gone with all those yeah with all those leg injuries and everything even towards the end of his warriors stint so it's a new sean johnson but yeah it's a sean johnson that we we actually need and probably have needed all along um the only yeah. concern for me is that he's probably going to be a bit short of a gallop he hasn't had a preseason game under his belt unfortunately with the the trial called off um a couple of weeks ago but um, he's a professional. He's an experienced player, so I expect him to to basically pick up where he left off. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to play the full 80 minutes. Mm. I think at some point. Uh, they they can shuffle around. Go, That's the luxury of having like like CHT at fullback is they can do like a little bit yes. of a shuffle there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, they got Bailey 
Manu can come in and just play at the six yeah. and Cody move into that that seven role. Um, or even Wade Egan jump out into the halves and Jazz go into the, the hooker role. So they've got a couple of options there um, to cover Sean if he does need a bit of a, a spell. Um, as, as you said, a bit of a, short of a gallop, uh, not, not playing any of, uh, not playing that role against Melbourne and then obviously the second trial being washed out. But, um, mate, I like the squad. Uh, I like this team. Uh, obviously, would look a lot better with Matt Lodge and Reece Walsh both in there. But... Uh, Grant for a round one side, considering those two guys are suspended, yeah, it's um, it's a side that I think we've got, got a lot of points in us too. Yeah, I think so. And, well, yeah, obviously I hope so. It would be nothing better than, than to see the boys run up a bit of a score on the weekend, put some tries on the board. We have kind of struggled with that a little bit in the last couple yep. of years. So, yeah, it'd be great to see us tear up. Um, Thursday night, the season officially begins with a huge game. Um, out there at Penrith, it's Panthers versus the Sea Eagles. Um, yep. Just looking at the two sides there. So the Panthers, obviously, Nathan Cleary, the big omission there, ruled out for those three weeks. Uh, former Warrior, Sean O'Sullivan, uh, given the task of directing the Pan- Panthers around the park. So a baptism of fire there at, uh, in Penrith, but we know we know yep. he's up for the task. Um, good old Charlie Shitstains and Isaac Targo named in the outside back. Positions vacated by Naden, Burton, and Momorovsky there, who have departed. And for the Manly side, no surprises with Desi's selections there. Um, a young, a, a young, I should say, Tolotu Kalua, uh, named on the bench to make his NRL debut. A lot of raps on this young kid. Uh, yep. Former Warrior Toff Sibley fills the void for the injured Paseca. Ethan Bullimore uh, has come over from the Broncos, wins that edge back rower position. And Dylan Walker not uh, named even on an extended bench. Um, so Cam's got to put it to bed. But is it a possibility he's on the outer since signing with the Warriors? Well, it looks that way, doesn't it? Because, um, yeah, not, know, even, not, even, not even in the extended squad. So unless he's got an no. injury. Um, yes. For me, mate, um, yeah, I, I think Nathan Cleary's out. He's obviously a massive out. Uh, yeah, and. Yeah. You know, Penrith didn't look too good in that last trial against Parramatta. They got uh, a lot of points put on beaten convincingly. Of course, you know, they had a couple of guys not playing. Um, I don't mind this side. I'm I'm still, I'm leaning towards Manly. I think Manly all uh, with Tommy Trebojevic, um, Saab and Garrick, Harper, Parker, that back five last last year was so dangerous. Um, Jerry Evans at at halfback. Um, Olika Artu, uh, I thought he was not going to be named in the game, but he's obviously named, um, so he's recovered from that injury, picked up in the trial. I think it'll be a uh, close game, but I think Manly will get home. Uh, I've got 1-12. to 12. How about yourself? Yeah, Cleary is a huge out, and um, I, I know they have uh, in the past played well without him there, but I think this Manly side is, is you know very good on paper, and they had a, a great season last year up until like the, the preliminary final i think they may have just a little bit too much a um, couple of couple of yep. other key outs for the panther side so i'm leaning towards a, a close manly victory as well yeah I, I think i've said it all along and i think um you know guys like um matt burton and capel are going to be massive misses yeah. for the yeah. the panthers this year. they're really going to miss them um so yeah, I, I'm I'm sticking with Manly in that one. Yep. Uh, Friday night, mate. The first game on Friday: the Raiders versus Sharks. 
for the Raiders, uh, Chance Nickel Cluckster wins that uh, fullback spot ahead of the young uh, Xavier Savage, who trolled so well and had a, a fair few raps on him. Uh, everyone saying that he was going to get that fullback spot didn't eventuate. So CNK uh, at the back there. Jared Croker overlooked for selection. Big surprise. Yes. Yeah, to, to make his NRL do uh, in the centres with Matt Tomoko. Um, the other one that, that depicted in, in that was uh, Sebastian Chris, who was uh, a, a regular starter for he the was, uh, was, last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Brad Schneider named a halfback for the injured Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Fogarty facing the extended period on the side. So it's a big show of faith um, in the rookie by uh, Ricky um, Stewart. Uh, and new, new signing, Adam Elliott, named on the bench in his Raiders debut. Uh, your mate, pre-Jack Molotalo, named <laughs> in the centres. Uh, with um, Matt, the shoe salesman, Ikevalu, uh, named on the wing. Um, Hines and Moylan named in the halves. Uh, so Trindle and uh, Connor Tracy overlooked for selection entirely. Uh, I'm not sure if there's injury involved there, but... Um, yeah, those two guys not not two uh, of the better performers last season as well. So Connor Tracy especially, mate. Connor Tracy yeah. was so versatile for them. Uh, I thought he would have been a. I mean, they they they're running a very big bench. Uh, Tom Talakai, Royce Hunt, Andrew Fafita. Um, so could be a late inclusion there. The expense could be a late inclusion men. somewhere, yeah. but but they're not even named on the extended bench. So yeah, um, okay. interesting one, but it, it basically means that Break Braley looks like he's going to play the full 80 minutes um, for the Sharks. Um, as I said, Andrew Fafita named on the bench, uh, which is great uh, to see Andrew back after that horrific injury he suffered last year with his uh, windpipe. Dalfa Nukenok in his first game at his new club. Uh, their other new uh, recruit, um, Cameron Kinnis, not available for four weeks. So um, he's a massive out, but that side that Cronulla have named looks pretty strong. And Coach Craig Fitz, uh, he won't be able to oversee his first NRL game as a head coach uh, as he's come down with COVID. So, he's, yeah, um, luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, mate, I think there's going to be uh, a very tight contest. Uh, I do like the Raiders pack. Uh, it's a very strong pack, even if um, uh, Ryan Sutton's missus has uh, called out Ricky Stewart for not naming her. Uh, Boyfriend or husband or whatever it is, mate. I'm going to get sharks. I've picked the sharks at uh, one to twelve. Yeah, mate. I was looking through these teams and the Raiders side is they've they've lost a lot of experience um, in there. So it's a very young back line, uh, and I like the look of the sharks. I think they've bought well in those two key positions, like Nico Hines and um, Dale Finucane are going to be massive ins for them. Two very coming out of that professional storm system. Um, I think the sharks will get away with this one. In a close one as well. Yeah, it won't be too much. It's a, it's a home game for Canberra. They always play well in the nation's capital as well. So it'll be a tight one. Yeah, they do. Sharks just getting the advantage. Um, the second game on Friday night, which was billed to be a big blockbuster, which has kind of fizzled out, seeing as though for the Broncos, uh, no Adam Reynolds. Uh, that was kind of what they were using as their big selling point for this game. Yeah, so no, Albert, no Adam Reynolds. He's got COVID. Um, Albert Kelly and Billy Walters named to play in the halves there. Um, Asako named at fullback with Cobo named on the wing. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a positional switch prior to kickoff. He's an excitement machine that uh, Cobo watched a bit yes. of him in the Q Cup last year. He's, he's unreal. Um, he's future future NRL star for sure. And Keenan Palacia is named in the front row. And for the Rabbits, we've got 
Blake Taft named at fullback as Latrell's still suspended. Jackson Paulo uh, shifting to the centres. Former Warrior Tane Milne on the wing. Um, Lachlan Ilias named to fill the void at halfback, left by uh, Adam Reynolds. And Michael Cheekam uh, making a bit of a return to the NRL, named on the bench um, for his club debut. Uh, I look, I think, um, I think with no Adam Reynolds and a couple of young, well, young halves. Like Billy Walters has not played a lot of NRL and uh, Albert Kelly has kind of been in and out of the NRL. I think they're going to struggle in the halves positions, mm-hmm. the Broncos. Uh, they have a few kind of weaknesses in their spine. I expect that the Rabbitohs will get away with this one in a, in a close one, 1-12. to 12. Yeah, I, I'm the same, mate. Katoni Staggs is a big in. Um, obviously, Payne Haas, Kurt Capewell, Jordan Rickey, um, Interesting selection, Tyrone Roberts. Uh, didn't even realise he was up at the uh, press, so he's, he's named on the bench for the Bronx. Um, yeah, I just think the, I think Cody Walker, Alex Johnston, that, that left side, uh, Campbell Graham, that left side edge will be very dangerous um, for the Kies. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a close one, one to twelve. I rate the Broncos this year, uh, and I've said that I, I've actually tipped them uh, last week to finish in the top eight. Um, yeah, with Reynolds the same. Yeah, they're, they're yeah with, with no Reynolds playing, um, I think it's, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, he's a, he's a massive, um, in for them if he's playing, and, and uh, he's going to be a huge loss. So, yeah, for me, uh, Rabbits by one to 12. Um, for me, uh, the Roosters, uh, versing the Knights, um, Billy Smith named in the centres and Paul Momorowski named on the wing for the uh, Roosters. So beating out um, Nikwama, Kevin Nikwama, who's made his comeback to the to the And I think Joseph, um, Joseph Sawali is still injured. He's a couple of weeks away. Uh, Luke Cleary to play his first game for some time and at halfback. It's actually Luke's first game with Victor Radley uh, playing together since 2020. Um, and that's, you know, Cleary obviously having a massive... Um, injury uh, over the last couple of years and Victor Radley spending a lot of sidelines with his um, his suspensions. Uh, and Connor Watson uh, returning to the club. He's named at hooker. Um, for the no real selection surprises, uh, Jake Saifidi named to start in the front row with his brother Daniel out for a couple of weeks. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Mr. Fixit, Kurt Mann, named at lock. And uh, Leo Thompson, young Leo Thompson named to make it roll debut from the bench. Um, mate, all I can say is Roosters 13 plus. Yeah, it's hard not to see a big Roosters win here. Um, looking at the Knights team on paper, I think where they're really going to struggle is in their halves. Um, the sort of unheralded pairing of Clifford and Kloon there. Uh, Kloon has had, a, they both had a little bit of NRL experience. Um, but yeah, the, the Roosters have got a lot of players back from last year where they did well without when all those players were out as it was in their yeah. resilient side. And um, I think it's going to be a big year for the Roosters this year. So I, 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 yeah, I'm with you, 13 plus. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the team's spine um, when you're looking at yeah. you know how they're going to play and that, that's from Kalen Ponga. You've got Clifford Clune and, as you said, Randall, who have all pl- uh, played limited first-grade games compared to you know Tedesco, Kiri and Connor Watson at the Roosters. And Sam Walker, you know, had a great season last year. He he really oh, stepped up and put the responsibility at halfback. So, yeah, that, that, spine, that Roosters spine, I think will be enough to get him that 13-plus. 
Absolutely. And that middle game on Saturday, obviously the most important game of the weekend. That's the Warriors versus the Dragons at the Sunshine Coast. We'll be there. Warriors. We will. CHT to fullback fix for the suspended Reese Walsh, Bunty Arfoa in the front row for suspended Matt Lodge. And um, Sean Johnson, uh, sorry, Vili Valia also uh, winning that centre spot there as well. As Cam said, some, some strong efforts in training and in the trials. So that's great to see that being rewarded. Um, Sean Johnson, the prodigal son, returns. His first game for the club since 2018 semi-final. And for the Dragons, Moses Suley making his debut for the Dragons in the centres. Aaron Woods and Jaden Sewer both named in the starting side for their club debuts. And new recruits by Molo and Kochevsky, all named on the bench. No Tarek Sims, though, and no reason given, which is interesting. Possibly on his way out the door to the Eels, we believe. Yeah, mate. Last year there was there was talk about Tarek Sims. He uh, the the Dragons came out and said they weren't going to offer him a contract past his current contract, which uh, ends at the end of twenty twenty two. Told him he could look for uh, another club, and if he found a club, he was free to go. Um, he found a club in the Eels, and then the Dragons put the kibosh on it and said, "No, no, we want to keep you for next year." But uh, I would suggest there's a little bit of unrest there for Tarek. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the Eels sooner rather Soon, than later. Yeah, you can see that happening. Um, yeah, I I haven't rated the Dragons all off season. Uh, looking at their team on paper, um, look Ben Hunt obviously brings a lot of experience. Andrew McCulloch brings a lot a lot of experience as well. Um, Amone is a, a bit of one of those uh, freaks, same as uh, Tyrell Sloan. Um, Lomax uh, saw what he did in the trial. Um, he, he's a bit of a freak as well. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's an interesting. It is. One. I originally had the team. Warriors. Yeah. yeah, I originally had the Warriors thirteen plus uh, going into this, uh, and I do think we've got a lot of points in us. I think the key is going to be our defence, uh, and in particular our our goal line defence or our defence in our in our um, in our twenty. Um, and our uh, discipline, not giving away set restarts and so forth. So uh, I, I still tip the Warriors to win. Uh, I think it may be, I mean, it was the last time we won 13 plus. I think it's going to be a, a 1 to 12. Uh, and it's going to be one of those things where we're on the edge of our seats uh, at um, Sunshine Coast Stadium on, on the on the weekend, mate. Um, mate there's no, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that we're going to be on the edge of our seats. Come on, guys. You know, you know how it goes. Yeah. Look, look. Just, yeah. just to uh, give my thoughts on that as well. I think, look, looking at the two sides, like we are, we are a stronger team on paper. But as we said, we don't know what to expect from this dragon side. And I think, I think, yeah, it, it will be a close one. But we should, we should get the get the chockies on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think Jack Gajewski on the bench is a good one for them. I don't really. Fancy the rest of their bench. I think we've got a stronger bench than theirs. And, you know, yes. you always you, – you kind of rate a team based on their, their spine and, and their bench players. You know, what who, what's going to come on when your, your starters come off? Um, and I think we have better interchange of players there. Uh, Brad Ingers posted um, that apparently uh, Jeff Toon Jeff um, commented on NRL 3Cs, pick the Warriors for the spoon. So, obviously, uh, two things – or three things there um, – <laughs> It's either Jeff's a bit upset because the Warriors kept overlooking when we were looking for coaches and he never got a look in. Uh, that's one. Um, B, he's just taken too many head knocks. Um, 
and or C just about rugby league. So and it's probably a combination of all three. So there's, there's got to be an investigation uh, into this, mate. mate there's got to be happens. someone's got to be held accountable for all this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't put too much weight into what Tube said. As you said, I think it's just a bit of sour grapes. He put his hand up for the job on more than one occasion, and I don't even think he got a he got an interview. So. It Ooh. is weird because at the times when we were we were after a coach, he, he had all these nice things to say about the club in New Zealand, but now all of a sudden we wouldn't spoon it. So anyway. So Christian is it, Catley's entitled said, to his opinion. He is. Christian Catley's come up and said Warriors by six, a twenty eighteen scoreline. Are you putting money on that, Christian? Is that a is that a tip that you want us all to jump on? Uh, I, I, you, I think uh, I think Mark you, Roberts you is more accurate. <laughs> I think Mark Mark is more accurate when he said I'll be pacing a four point edge of the seat scoreline. When is it ever not a four point edge of the seat scoreline? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, and they've got Ben Hunt too. Like Ben Hunt can nail a field goal. So yeah, if they get close, oh. if it's a if it's a tied game, I'll, I'll be um, I'll be very worried. Very <laughs> uh, going into the last minutes. Uh, the next game the is uh, the great uh, West Tigers. Up against the the, uh, the Melbourne Storm, uh, not definitely not the easiest game to start your season with, um, mate. Uh, Englishman of a Gildart named to make his NRL debut. I'm I'm keen to watch him play as he was on the war radar last season. I dare say, uh, uh, if we're watching that, mate, we'll be watching that in the car heading back from Sunshine. Yeah. Um, Kelma Tuolungi named in the in the back row ahead of uh, Luke Garner, which is um, a big selection. Uh, and Jackson Hayes named in his return to the NRL, named at six. For the Storm, a couple of interesting for the Storm. As expected, Xavier Coates named on the wing that was vacated by the Fox, Josh Adokar. Nick Meany from the Bulldogs, who was used winger or fullback, he starts at six for Cam Munster. Now, is Cam Munster injured? Is there something else here? Or is he suspended? Um, yeah, I, that's I, a I, weird one. No idea. Yeah. Um, Josh King has picked up that 13 uh, for the Storm, vacated by Dale Finucan. Brandon Smith, uh, fresh from having his um, suspension overturned, named at nine for the suspended Harry Grant. And a couple of young faces on the, the Melbourne bench. Uh, Tyron Wishart, the son of the great Illawarra Steeler, uh, Art, Hooker, I believe, uh, named at 14. And Jaden Nickham, brother of Cody, uh, making his return to the, the NRL. They're all both named on the bench. Interesting having both of them named on the bench. Yes. Because um, Jaden does play a bit of half. He does play 580, does play hooker, and then Tyron's a specialist hooker. So I would probably expect one of those guys drops off the interchange and uh, somebody else in from the extended bench, which we haven't got on our vision. Uh, regardless of that, um, I do like the, the Tigers. Um, 10, 11, 12 uh, of Ukamano, Tuolungi, Luciano Leilua. Um, Jimmy Roberts back in the centres. Dane Laurie at fullback, although I'm still going to pick the Storm 13+. plus. It's the Storm. <laughs> well, they've never lost the first round game, have they? Or well, they haven't. Oh, I haven't under Craig no. Bellamy, I think it is. Um, okay. right, speaking of head knocks, you're probably going to think off. I've, I've had one with what I'm about to say. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> now, look, I, I looking at the, all the players out for the Storm, it's a very different team from last year. Um, the Tigers have had some solid reinforcements. But, look, as you said, it is the Storm. And 
Craig Bellamy is still their coach. I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think, but I think the Storm will get away with it by six to eight points. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Sunday. First game on Sunday. It is the Eels versus the Titans. For the Eels, Sean Russell named on the wing for the injured Hayes Dunster. Bailey Simonson named on the, on the other wing um, for his club debut uh, with no make a Sevo. Uh, Lane, Papali'i and Madison, the back three forwards with Nathan Brown injured. And the Titans, no surprises in the backs. Brimson moving to six to accommodate the talented Jaden Campbell there at fullback. Aaron Clark named at number nine with new recruit Will Smith getting jiggy with it on the bench. Utility role. <laughs> Um, Tino back to 13 with the arrival of Isaac Liu uh, from the Roosters. He's, he's, a, he's a very good player. Uh, Bo Furmore named in the back row with veterans Kevin Proctor. Uh, veteran Kevin Proctor coming off the bench. We're talking up the Eels again. I heard it on 360 and there's a lot of 360 watches in our feed here. The other night they were saying the premiership window is still open for them. We've given them a lot of praise the other night. Um, but looking at their team, though, they, they have a very strong forward pack. Um, and I think they may just have a little bit too much for the Titans in this game. Yeah, well, I mean, the the premiership window, this is it for them. If they don't win it the has, premiership... It has to be they, this year. That's what yeah, they'll they, say, yes. This year still, yeah, but... They don't win yeah. it. They, guys, they have Papa Lee to, uh, to the Tigers. They lose... Reed, lose a lot Reed of guys off contract. Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they you lose um near Corey uh, to us. Near Corey to us. Yeah. So um yeah, it's uh interesting. Yeah, Nathan interesting. Brown out of the side is, is another interesting one, as Mark just, just mentioned there. Um yeah, I didn't one of the best players for the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure he was playing New South Wales Cup. Um Aaron Clark at nine with as you said, the fresh prince uh <laughs> Smith get jiggy with it on the bench. <laughs> I think he's gonna have uh, a big impact on this game, especially Especially playing against his old club, um, so I, I think he'll he'll go quite well. Fafita on an edge, Gino in the middle, uh, and our good mate Sambo Skipper coming off yeah. the bench. Um, Paddy Herbert uh, looks to be in great form uh, based on what we saw from that uh, All Stars game. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking the Titans. Uh, no, sorry, I'm picking the Eagles. Um, well, but I think it will be very very tight. I think it'll be very tight. Yeah. Last game of the round is the uh, Cowboys versus the Bulldogs. Um, for the Cowboys, all three former Warriors named to start in uh, Pettaku, Jermaine Tarnall Brown, and Chad Townsend. Um, the Little Hammer, Tabuai Fido, retains his fullback with Val Holmes moved to the centres. Uh, young Guns uh, hit Lukey and Jeremiah Nanai named in the back row. And Jason Tamalolo, who by all reports has had a really big offseason, uh, named at lock, and they're looking for to play uh, big minutes again this year, unlike what he was doing last year. Um, for the Bulldogs, new look Bulldogs side, uh, a host of changes here. Matt Dufty named at fullback in his club debut. Braden Burns and Brett Naden uh, making their club debuts in the centres. Uh, and shot very unlucky to miss out uh, on section in this one. Uh, Josh Adokar on the wing, Matt Burton at 5'8". Uh, Avarillo keeps that halfback spot and then you've got the other new recruits in Paul Vaughan and Tavita Pena um, being named in the in the pack it's a it's a good looking side the Bulldogs on paper but <laughs> but um, you saw in the trials that they were struggling to get some combinations going and 
when you make so many changes in one season to a side and they're big name changes, people expect that they're going to be an instant success. And I don't think they're going to be. I still think the Bulldogs are going to struggle a bit this year. Um, in saying that, I've picked the Cowboys to be in for the wooden spoon with the Tigers. So uh, I'm going against everything I, th- I thought weeks ago. And I'm actually going to pick Cowboys to win this one, 1-12. to Um yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game to finish off the round. Yeah, it's it it's a it's a tough one to pick. Uh, so many reinforcements for the Bulldogs. I I think I said to you the other night. I just don't feel that they've strengthened the right positions though. Um, obviously, Matt Burton, a great player from Penrith last year, predominantly played in the centres, but is a is a half um, coming in there at number six with Jake Averillo, um, and then Matt Dufty there at fullback. And the fox on the wing. Look, I, I think this will be a very close game, but there's a couple of class players in that Bulldogs team, and I think if they just click, they might be able to get the job done over the Cowboys. So I'm a, I'll go the Bulldogs in a close one, one to twelve. Okay, yeah, I've gone the Cowboys one to twelve. I think Chad Townsend will will do enough to get them home. Uh, they've got speed out wide uh, in Tony on the wing. Kyle Felt knows how to find a try line. The the yeah, he does. Um, the little hammer is some speed, and at centre, I'm still out on that one. I don't know how he's going to go in the centres. It's kind of having Mulatalo in the centres at the at the Sharks. You see, he's still yeah. playing fullback or or on a wing. So yeah, going to be an interesting one. I wouldn't be surprised to see Murray Tuolungi move to the centres and Valentine Holmes to go out on a wing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll pick the Cowboys one to twelve. Okay, and that's your first round of footy for season 2022. Um, don't forget our live shows coming up. Uh, the live events we've got next Tuesday, the 15th of March, we've got an NRLW breakdown uh, for the re- round three of the NRL season, our review show there on the Tuesday night. Wednesday, 16th of March, we'll have our round one review, so we'll be going all over the game against the Dragons and we'll be covering all the other results from that round as well. And, of course, we'll continue to make those connections with the former players and bring you more of those interviews that you guys will enjoy. Absolutely. And uh, with, as with the graphic on screen, um, we've also got some fan meetups organised. Uh, and these can be found on our link tree and also on our Facebook events page. But the first one uh, we're very excited is our fan meetup at Your Mates Brew House, which is on uh, 41 Technology Drive, Warana, uh, which is a short walk from the Southern Coast Stadium. Uh, kicks off at 2 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, the 12th of March. Uh, we've got Warriors Legends. Uh, Warrior 121, Steve Price uh, will be joining us, as too will Warrior 86, Kevin Campion, uh, newly appointed uh, club ambassador. will be uh, popping his head in and uh, saying hello to, to the fans, mingling with the fans. Um, so, yeah, come along to the brew house, uh, 2 p.m., going to the, the Sunshine Coast Stadium game, and then we can all do the walk down to the stadium uh, before the uh, 5.30 kickoff. And then the next one we've got coming up is uh, at Magic Round. We have a, um, a fan event organised. Uh, that's at the Lord Alfred Hotel. That's on Saturday the 14th of May. Uh, special guests will be uh, Mark Tukey, uh, Warrior 76, birthday boy Mark Tukey. Again, yeah. Warrior 86, Kevin Campion, uh, massive supporter. Uh, of ours and we are of him and also warrior 127 grant ravelli uh, so it should be some great funny stories shared on that day and um, we're in the process of, of still working out some 
um, fan meetups for the Redcliffe games. Um, yeah. Just trying to finalise details for a venue for those, which will more than likely be Dolphins League Club, but uh, don't quote me on that one as yet. Looking that way, yeah, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Uh and just around that uh, Ruin Hammer are on Patreon. Uh, we're very close to releasing our Patreon tiers, uh, our member subscriptions. Um, but for the moment, um, you know, uh, we've got the bronze Patreon up and running, uh, which is uh, our lowest uh, Patreon. It just something you can support for us uh, by subscribing to that, becoming a member of that. Um, and once we have the, the tiers set up and the merchandise organised, we'll, we'll advertise that for you. Yeah, that's right. You can head to our Patreon page. Um, the link's on the screen there to show your support and subscribe to the Bronze Tier. As we said, it's the lowest amount, just $3 a month, um, which is next to nothing. And we have, we've partnered with Torius Screen Print, and they're going to be producing all the merchandise for us. It'll be available very soon, as we said. It's just a lot of it's being finalised this week, so I hope to have something to show you guys on the weekend, fingers crossed. Um, Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So keep your eyes open. We'll be promoting that heavily on the social media platforms as well. And we're going to have some exclusive Patreon-only merchandise, so merchandise that can only be um, obtained by being a Patreon subscriber, and that will be for our silver, gold, diamond, and platinum subscribers uh, once those tiers are available, which will be very soon. We've, we've had the preliminary plans done up, so we're just we're just ironing out the creases there. Absolutely, and uh, some of you might have seen a little bit of a sneak peek of what uh, could be available in the... Uh platinum subscriber package with those uh supporter shirts we had made up uh last week as a bit of a teaser um so yeah keep your eye out for them keep your eye out for what we may have at the game on uh saturday in terms of Hopefully. Yeah. um we're very excited about it and uh yeah once once we get the the um the actual product in our hands and we can see what it is uh check the quality and the, the print quality and the uh, fabric quality then yeah absolutely we'll be going ahead um i do want to thank our bronze tier patron uh membership uh subscribers at the moment that we have Neil delore peregrine falconer sean kurzwell fabian Morales, steve williams christian catley alf to alave tk harris ted clark inamete lisa marie bateman ken wills nigel phillips kane fraser jermaine downs and malcolm earnshaw we thank you guys very very much and appreciate your support yeah, we certainly do. And don't forget, if you do miss any of our live shows, you can catch up on Facebook page by going to the video section where you can go to our YouTube channel and catch up there. The easiest way to find all the videos is head to our link tree, which is the direct links to each of our live guest interviews, all of our special presentations. And don't forget when you are on our YouTube channel, um, so you never miss anything, don't forget to like and subscribe. All our stream content doesn't cost anything, you know, guys. It doesn't. If you're a podcast, uh, catch all our episodes on our podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Radio Direct, iHeartRadio. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Uh, we upload all our episodes so they're ready to listen to every Thursday morning, commute to work. And please head to our Ruin Hammer Instagram page where we upload content daily uh, to keep all our followers informed of our upcoming events, any Warriors news, uh, player movements, uh, advertising for what we've got coming up and all other Warriors-related content. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much to uh, Cam George again for giving us his time tonight. We greatly appreciate him coming on and we always love hearing hearing from the boss, from the man at the top. So thank you again, Cam. And yeah, we, we genuinely appreciate 
um, your time. And thank you. Thanks again for all the birthday wishes that I've received today. I had an awesome day and it's made even better by all the love I've received from you guys. So I really appreciate that. Uh, we've had a lot of people watching on YouTube tonight. That's great to see. So thanks all you guys who joined in the conversation on Facebook and YouTube. It's been awesome. And, you know, like we can't do it without you guys. And as we always say, it's a show by a couple of fans for the fans. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, yeah, we, we look forward to meeting as many of you guys um, on the meetup at your mates on Saturday at 2 p.m. and then at the game. So you see us come and say good day. And um, yeah, it'd be great to, to, put a, to put a face to some of the names. Absolutely, it will be. Um, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, you know, uh, we understand there's a lot of people doing it tough at the moment. So all those people who have been affected by floods, um, you know, our, our heart and our sympathies go out to you. Um, thanks, everyone, all you guys, for continually supporting us. Uh, thanks again to Cameron George uh, for a four-time four -time guest on the show, mate. Prolific, uh, yeah. Prolific, yeah. Prolific, that's what they call it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look forward to catching up with all of you at uh, uh, Sunshine Coast on Saturday. Mate, I look forward to seeing you uh, this weekend right uh, when I fly, you. Up, yep. fly up to Queensland. Hope you've had a great birthday, buddy. And, it's been um, awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Thanks, Go, everyone. The Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. <laughs>